Hospital Radio for Torbay. You're listening to Torbay Hospital Radio and this is Paul Norrish in Conversation. Hello and welcome to Let's Talk Charity. I'm Paul Norris from Torbay and South Devon NHS Charitable Fund. We're a tiny NHS charity based at Torbay Hospital. Thanks for joining us this afternoon. It's great to have your company. Financial worries have grown as everything has increased in price. UK food banks have seen a steady rise in demand since the start of the year. And sadly, large numbers of people who can no longer afford the basics are turning to their local food bank for support and some people for the very first time. To talk about what's going on, I'm joined in the studio by Andy from Paint and Community Larder and Becky Morgan from Torbay Council. Thanks for finding the time to be here today. It's great to have you in the studio. Becky, if I can start with you, can you tell us a bit about yourself and your role? Thanks, Paul. Um, it's good to be here today. So my role is a partnership development manager. We're, I work very closely with our voluntary sector partners to try and help facilitate connections between them, get them to work together, and also get support from uh, the council and the NHS for the work that they do. Sounds like you're very busy as the cost of living is going up. Very busy. Um, Andy, uh, Paynton Community Larder, I had the pleasure of visiting the Larder on Monday, meeting some of the volunteers there. Tell those about yourself and the makeup of um, the food banks across Tor- Torbay. Okay, so my name's Andy, I'm the manager of Paynton Community Larder. Um, we are part of Torbay Food Alliance, which is a network of food banks that was uh, spawned through the NHS and Torbay Council around the start of the pandemic. Um, we work closely together to uh, facilitate those who need uh, food support um, through various forms of food provision, whether that's food parcels or prepared meals, um, things like that. Thanks very much, Andy. Um, Andy mentioned there, Becky, the, the the food alliance. How many food banks are part of the alliance, um, and, and what kind of numbers of people are they serving at the moment? Um, so there are twelve organisations within the alliance working in partnership. Um, they're not all traditional food banks. So some are kind of community cafes, some do prepared meals. So they all kind of complement each other in terms of the provision. Um, in terms of what they're providing, um, certainly in May we saw the highest levels um, yet, even since the lockdown. Um, the alliance between them are providing in excess of. 8,000 meals every week to people in need in Torbay and in total since they came together it, I think it's it's in excess of a million so a lot of uh, a lot of need in the community and Andy certainly showed me a chart on my visit on Monday that and please correct me Andy you've you've done as many meals is it August this year as you did last is that is we've, that we've done as many meals at this point of the year as what we've done the whole of last year oh my goodness me um how do people get help? Let's just start there at the very first point. If I can come to you, Becky, on that. How, how do people reach out? Uh, so there are a number of ways that people can seek help. Um, if you work with um, a social worker, um, health visitors, anything like that, so if you've got a professional supporting you, they can make a referral on your behalf. Um, but the key route really is our Torbay Community Helpline, which is run by Torbay Community Development Trust, um, and they will support people with any issues that they have, one call for anything, um, and they can make referrals to food support and other support that people need. Um, the number 
number for that, just going to give that out now because I think that's really important, is 01803-446-022. And they're open from 10 till 6, Monday to Friday, and 11.30 till 12.30 on a Saturday. Now, when I was doing some reading for today's programme, um, words came up, and I just wanted to run those by you. Words like people don't access because they feel guilty. Some people feel ashamed. Some people are too proud. Are there people in Torbay that are most probably in food poverty that aren't accessing the help that they could be getting? Um, we're certain that there are people who are um, in food insecurity that aren't accessing help and research across Devon has shown that that's actually quite a large number Um, I think for a lot of people, especially if they've never accessed help before there's a degree of shame and stigma around use of food banks Um, but the thing is, anybody, if the circumstances uh, conspire against them, anybody can end up in that situation Um, and the food banks are not there to judge anybody they're just there to support and help people people to improve their situation and we all know circumstances change we know that you know the news channels have been talking and bank of england that we may be heading to recession we know that you know relationships broke down during covid and continue to do so we know i might not get the job these are the kinds of types of people that you're, you're seeing turn up handy yeah we, we um we're seeing far more people turn up who are in uh, uh employment um far more um uh, people who are like uh just working in everyday jobs, um, especially people who are around the minimum wage. Um, going back pre-pandemic, you mostly saw people who were in a, a situational blip. There was a crisis going on in their life. They were between jobs. Um, there, there was something going on where now we're seeing people who are coming in who are in employment, who are doing 38 hours a week, but they can't keep up with the bills. They can't keep up with the cost of living. There's so much that's going on that they just can't can't afford to live. And it's a choice now of the current times of um, heating your home, feeding the children um it's it's a situation that we've not seen anything like before yeah and i saw today on the bbc that one of the food banks had changed its priority to focus on children very young children because the 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 food was being supported but it recognized in this crisis that children couldn't be children because those days out were all all being cut Mm -hmm. back you mentioned around um how do I get help? And that comes then with a referral, so I understand. Can you just tell us a bit more about that, Andy? Once so, made yeah, the approach? so um, if someone's coming via the uh, the phone line that Becky, the number gave out, Becky gave out earlier, um, we'll get that referral in, we'll have that person's details. Um, and then when they come to us, it's about making them feel welcome. So when you said earlier about people come and they feel ashamed to be there as long as you're not being judgmental as long as you're listening to them as long as you are showing compassion and care you can alleviate a lot of that those feelings very very quickly and that's what we try to do straight away anybody who comes in you don't know what their situation is you don't know what their circumstances are but you want to help them all the people that we have volunteering with us they're there because they want to help um, so that's that's really really important and when when people come for for the referral you want them to go away feeling as if they've had that kind of support and i had the pleasure of meeting some of your angels they did um on monday um as well as the access to the food support what other things does the food bank help with you mentioned um around advice on income and spending is is that part of the package um i think the phone line they as they um people uh, make the phone call 
the phone line will um, they'll talk through people's situations before they put the referral through, so they know exactly kind of what they are sending, who they are sending to the food bank, um, what those circumstances are. Is there anything that can be done to support those people? Um, because there's always a myriad of circumstances that make up why someone needs a food parcel. It's never the same for one person. Every person's different. Every family situation is unique. Um, so when people come to us, well, again, we'll have that kind of conversation. If there's anything that we can do, if there's any um, organisation that we know of that we can signpost to, um, it's, it's so much is just about listening to what that person's situation is, creating that relationship so that you can help them at a deeper level than just here's some food, bye-bye, off you go. That's great. And, and the food parcels, if it just come to that, how long do they typically last? We try to make them last a week. Um, obviously some some people have larger families or very unique situations some people it's a case of how do they carry the food from the food bank to their home um so you you try and you try and create a standard so that there's something set so that you don't have one quantity going out to one person a different quantity going out to another and we try and keep that um throughout all the food banks we try to cre create a, a stable line of food so, parcels um, just coming to either yourself andy or becky you know we we know that there's fear over energy um we are people or are you having to adapt your parcels or is this something that you're considering doing um, we're, we're certainly going to be looking um, at uh, food parcels that maybe don't require so much cooking, um, which is unthinkable a year ago that we would even be considering that. But it's, it's the situation that people are in where if people can't afford to turn on their electric because of the bills, then they're going to be looking for more um, snack type food or uh, sandwich type food. So it's something that we'll be adapting. And I think Becky will say that other food banks are already adapting mm. to that you come in on that yeah absolutely so one of our food banks which um provides prepared food um is, is seeing an increasing number of people who need that um so traditionally prepared food's been given to people who are street homeless or in temporary accommodation or have no cooking facilities um what we're, we're seeing increasingly is people needing that type of support because they can't afford to put electricity on the electricity key um to cook the food um and and so on so it's definitely i, th I think the food banks are very responsive and, and will adapt what they do according to the need, kind of on the ground. But we're definitely seeing an increase in those type of, of uh, numbers. Thanks, thanks, Becky. Thanks, Andy. We're going to cut to a break. I asked you for your choice, and you've selected New Order, True Faith, and we're going to listen to that now, and then we'll come back to carry on talking to Becky and Andy about food banks. Thanks.
for Tour Bay with the best in music and conversation. Hello and welcome back to Let's Talk Charity. We're focusing on food banks and their use 
increase. Joining me live in the studio is Andy and Becky. Um, we're into part B now, which is fantastic. Um, I just wanted to hit people just, you know, before we get into some more of the detail, what's going on with food banks. Um, some of the data I've been struck by. One was the UK inflation in August, as reported by the Bank of England, was 10.1%. And what that's based on, for example, if a bottle of milk costs a pound and rises by 5p compared to the year earlier, inflation is 5p. But there's some interesting Office for National Statistics data that was released on the 17th of August. Milk up, this should be, this should be a game quiz, 28.1%. Milk, uh, butter, 27.1%. Pasta, 24.4%. Flour, all types, it's a, next to it, 29.7%. And it just wasn't one thing. You know, the cost of living crisis being absolutely everything. And, and even remembering jam and marmalade and honey, 21.2%. So the increases are putting squeezes on lots of people, finances and wages aren't, aren't keeping up. And, you know, the headline was prices are rising faster than they've done in the last 40 years. So, Andy, uh, coming to you... Thinking about you know yourself uh, leading on one of the um, the food banks in in Paynton, um, what are your top two challenges? Well, I think you just highlighted one the uh, the cost of food is having huge impacts on us. Not only does it um, drive people to a food bank uh, because they can't afford food, but the amount of donations we get is getting lower and that's not because people are going out and spending less money but that food just isn't stretching as far as it did if someone uh, used to fill up a boot uh, of uh, boot of a car uh, a couple of months ago um, that cost x amount and now it costs y amount and that boot doesn't cover quite as much food and for i've us. noticed that even in my personal shop you know my limit you always used to be around 20 pounds that's now costing 30 yeah i'm uh, being honest so food is another do you have any others what um, about well, volunteering well vol- uh, volunteering i mean we always need volunteers um that's just a given with any any kind of charity um especially driving um because we used to have volunteers that would go out and pick food up we used to have volunteers that would go out and uh, deliver food parcels in emergency situations and um people can't afford at the moment to to be doing this kind and this of thing is the fuel in their cars yeah that's jumped exponentially mm. so that you've seen a reduction in those volunteers yeah. that would maybe drive or collect as, yeah. as you say um obviously in our conversations you've got increasing demand mm. we know that that is you've already delivered as many in august this year as you did in the whole of last year um what about your own premises that you're based in you're based in South- Southfield Christian Centre, which is in Cecil Road in Paynton. Um, yeah, again, it's it's the, the cost of living, the, the rises in electric bills. Um, our, our electric's going to go up a lot over the next 12 months, um, like everybody's, and we've got to find the money to pay for that to operate the food bank. Um, and just like everybody else who's out there who's... Um, uh, struggling to pay pay these these bills, so will we as, mm. a, as a food bank. And I mean, if we can heat the building, um, we don't count, we've got fridges, we've got freezers to keep the food fresh for people. Um, it all it all mounts up. And I have had that that reading, that wider reading of bakers that have had to stop, and people that run butchers because they can't afford to keep the fridges. The closure of local pubs faster than any time period. Coming back to you, Becky, I just want to revisit this growing number of first-time uh, food bank users. 
and I am right, are these people in work and seeking help? Yes, we, we have a significant number of people who need help who are in work. Um, Torbay particularly, we have an economy which relies on like a lot of hospitality and leisure um, and a lot of sort of low low paid jobs and the cost of living is so disproportionate that they cut all their expenditure as much as they can, they're working as many hours as they can, but the numbers just don't add up and so they do need additional additional help. And they, they, many of them have never sought help like this before, but they, they have no other option now. And just like Andy was saying, this is increases to rent, fuel, food? Whole... Everything, okay. everything really. Um, Andy, coming to you, when it comes to donations, and we've got viewers, listeners, I keep saying viewers, listeners that would be listening... If they wanted to donate, what are the types of products that you are welcoming? So non-perishable food, so tin food, um, packet food, pastas, pot noodles, especially things like that. Um, but we also do um, things like uh, toothpaste, toothbrushes, uh, shampoos, conditioners, um, anything that helps a family through um, a crisis. Anyone, anything that they can't afford. Um, dog food, cat food. We've had huge rises of people coming for, to the food bank and saying, you know, we've got a dog as well. We can't afford to feed our dog. And, you know, it's part of the, it ends up being part of the package. And, and other products, um, toiletries, yeah. um, ladies, feminine products yeah. would all, all be very much welcome. Lastly, how do uh, the listeners of this show, how do they find out more about you, Andy? Um, so we've got our Facebook page, which if you look under Painting Community Larder, you'll find us. Uh, we've got a website that is www.paintingcommunitylarder.org.uk. Um, if you want to get in touch with us, then communitylarder at outlook.com is our email. And our phone number is 07895925872. And we're open to the public Monday to Thursday, 12 o'clock till 2 p.m. Thank you. Um, I'm just going to add also the Torbay Food Alliance, which is www.torbayfoodalliance.org. And Becky, can I come back to you for the telephone number of the community phone line, which can generate a referral if someone, one of our listeners is struggling? Yes, so any sort of help that people need or they don't know where to turn, um, do contact the Torbay Community Helpline. The number is 01803 446 022 and they're open Monday to Friday 10 till 6 and 11.30 till 12.30 on a Saturday. You've been fantastic guests. It's been great to have you in the studio. That's Becky Morgan from Torbay Council and Andy Bichard uh, from Paint and Community Larder. You've been great guests. Thanks for coming in to the programme today. Hospital Radio for Torbay.